What is up, guys? Welcome back to Just Man's The Podcast. It's your girl, Amanda, coming at you live from St. Pete, Florida. A little different than sunny and dry Colorado, landlocked Colorado. It's been mm-hmm. really nice to get on the ocean. And here with me is my boyfriend, Lucas Frickin' Fowler. <laughs> oh, yeah. What, a, what, an, what an introduction. Just Man's The Podcast. I am I your Lucas Fowler, freaking Fowlers I here. Need, I need to get better at my introductions for you. I'm going to try to be creative every single time. Yeah, I want, want a theme song. I want like explosions and fireworks. Like pew, pew, pew. Yeah. Like that kind of stuff. DJ sure. Airhorns. Absolutely. Pew, pew, pew. Yeah. <laughs> Coming to the stage, Lucas Fowler. <laughs> and the crowd goes wild. Okay, so I don't even need to find effects anymore. You got it right there. Just did it for you. Sorry if you guys can hear a lot of background noise. We are in a room next to a sliding glass door. We're in a hollow ass room. We had a little bit of difficulty trying to find a quiet place to record this episode. However, I still wanted to get the content out for you guys. So, okay, (laughs) I can't focus. Lucas is dancing. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to like loosey goosey. I'm trying to get loosey goosey. It's like, you know when you're talking on the phone with someone and they're obviously pooping on the toilet because you can hear like the <laughs> you can hear the hollowness. Yeah. I feel like that's what's happening right now, but we're not um, we're not pooping. So are we though? I they, don't know. They'll never know. It smells like you are. Stop. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm actually sitting in my bathing suit right now. I got a cute ass one piece from Target on. I'm sure you guys will see that. <laughs> Can you please stop flexing? I'm sure you guys will see this one piece on my Instagram. It's from Target. It's super cute. It's striped. I'm ready to go to the beach after this episode. Yeah, so. she's totes going to post Insta pics with her new <laughs> bathing suit. So like I said, we are in St. Pete for the week on a little beach vacation. It feels kind of weird to get out and be in a different state on vacation during quarantine and coronavirus and everything going on in the world right now. But to be honest, it's been kind of nice. For those of you who don't know Lucas and I, we are both from Orlando, Florida. So it's been nice to get into the Florida heat again. Yeah, born and raised in the 407. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so we are itching to get out there, but we wanted to record a quick episode for you guys all about fitness. So we'll talk all things fitness, health, wellness, how we make it work in our relationship, how we do it individually, what it looks like for us. Um, So we're really excited about this episode. I do want to share a little bit of an update with you guys about Lucas and I's living situation. So we recently got an apartment. Yay. And (laughs) are you excited to live with me? No, of course I'm excited. I'm excited to finally, you know, it's kind of funny how you're saying we're about to live together for the first time ever you know we've never really lived together we're gonna live together for about a month before the baby comes so that'll be great (laughs) we grew up eight minutes away from each other in high school we went to different colleges lucas lived with me last summer in colorado but we were under our parents roof and then right now we're still living with my parents so we've lived together but not just the two of us and we're only gonna get a month of a little taste of that. Yeah. For a I month. think it'll be great though, because by the time we're like 50 and the kids are out of the house, it'll be like a joke that, you know, we finally get to live together with, you know what I mean? It's like, it's a new adventure. It'll yeah. be a new adventure. Yeah. It'll be great. Yeah. And so, I get to walk around with my balls hanging out, which is awesome. <laughs> I get to walk around, no shirt, leaking everywhere. <laughs> I love it. Leaking everywhere. So we're so excited because we're moving in August 2nd, which is perfect. My due date is September 23rd. So we'll have a whole Almost two months, really, to kind of get the apartment together, get the furniture, get the the nursery together, live on our own, kind of take a deep breath because we've been on top of everyone else for so long. Yeah, the apartment's in a great area, too. I love how it's connected to... It's literally on the same property of a giant park, which is great, and we're super active, um, obviously, hence this podcast... uh, Topic. Topic. We have um, a running slash walking trail, like s- literally right outside of our door, probably a hundred yards from it. Yeah. And so. what's great about our apartment, the way it works, it's like the last building in the complex. So our balcony and like all the windows in our living room are overlooking the giant park 
and a mountain range. So it's we kind of have the best of both worlds. It's, it's pretty, pretty awesome. It's pretty sweet. We've been we've been looking for a place, whether that's an apartment or a house or whatever, just a place to live into for pff, four months. So yeah. it's super. We feel super lucky that we found something that has everything that we want because. We were, you know, apartment and house hunting and it's like, we loved these places and then there was one thing that we didn't like or, yeah. you know, we loved this, but we didn't like that. So we finally found one that's like, you know, has so many pros and it's, it's 15 minutes from like the downtown area. So we kind of are out of the, you know, the busyness, which I kind of like, I'm going to prefer Well, it's that. kind of funny you say that because when we were first like house hunting or whatever, you were like... I need to live in the middle of the city so I can walk to a coffee shop and I can, I need like every house was out of the picture. If it was not walking distance from a stretch of cafes or coffee shops. And now you're like, I kind of like how it's out of the city. I'm just kind of looking at you like, okay. I think the reason I was so adamant about being in downtown near park, near coffee shops is because I wanted that sense of community I think that was my big thing. I wanted no, community. I agree. However, totally. what I think changed my mind about not being in the downtown center of it is the fact that an apartment complex kind of gives you that community feel. There's so many other people around. You have a gym. You have a pool. We're, what, two minutes away from a big thing called Hangar 2, which is basically an old hangar that they turned into a big shopping slash restaurant vendor food area. With coffee shops around, and just- yeah, I mean the 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 city that we're gonna be in is growing tremendously. I think it'll be a great area. Super excited. I think we're gonna love it. You know, it's just a new chapter in our lives. That's, that's it's got it the best of both. You know, home kind of suburban feel also has you know the city, the downtown, the new, the hip, the modern feel. So yeah. we're getting best of both worlds, and we're getting out of my parents' house, which is love you, mom and dad, if you're listening. But we're super excited, <laughs> as I'm sure you guys are too. Wait, before we get into the episode for today, I need to tell you guys about a coffee that I've been loving that doesn't make me feel jittery or wired or full of anxiety, and that is Before You Speak. You guys, this is everything I want in a coffee. It's convenient, delicious, and full of health benefits. Their sachets are high-performance, premium instant coffee infused with superfoods. They have two products, the One OG, which is gluten, dairy-free, keto, paleo, vegan, and 100% natural, all of the things it includes turmeric to reduce inflammation, MCT oils to improve mental clarity, green bean extract to support fat loss, and Siberian ginseng to avoid the caffeine crash and jitters. I had no idea I needed Siberian ginseng in my life, but this is legit a game changer. The Glow Series is packed with collagen, is gluten dairy-free, and helps to promote healthier skin and nails. They're both sweetened with stevia to keep it natural and free of artificial sweeteners, Personally, my favorite flavor is the Glow Mocha, but the Caramel One OG is just as delicious. Both of their coffees can be brewed either hot or cold, which makes it so convenient. Literally, all you do is just get hot water or cold water, tear the sachet open, pour it in, and stir. You guys, everything about this brand is a win for me. Their coffee was designed to be consumer-friendly and easily usable wherever you are in the world, making it an easy grab-and-go option. Before You Speak aims to help you get more out of your day, to keep you caffeinated so that you can focus on getting shit done. Guys, this is the coffee I love. This is the coffee you need. This is the coffee you've been seeing on my Instagram. So head over to us.beforeyouspeakcoffee.com to order some coffee of your own and use my code AMANDA to get 10% off your purchase. Again, that is us.beforeyouspeakcoffee.com with code AMANDA for 10% off your order. Now, let's get back to the episode. So let's just jump right into the bulk of this episode. Like I said, we're gonna be talking about fitness, health, wellness, how fitness works in our relationship, how we do it separately, our kind of own journeys with fitness, and just everything under the sun. Yeah, we're not, and we're not fitness or nutrition experts at all. We're not here to give you advice on what you should or shouldn't do. I guess we're just here to talk about how we deal with it and, you know, how we... Um, incorporate fitness and health into our own lives. I wouldn't say nutrition is kind of in my... I don't really focus on nutrition too much because I like to eat, you know? He loves his candy. Love my candy. Love my... I love my ice cream, but you... Full carbs and... You love... Okay, so here's the thing. I love my ice cream, but I also have to be in the mood for the ice cream. Like, I... If I have a full meal, I can't eat the ice cream. Yeah, I'll eat ice cream for breakfast. No, but you also, (laughs) like, if you have a full dinner... 
an hour later, you're still going for the candy or the ice cream no matter what. Yeah, no matter what. <laughs> I'm more, I'm like, I'll just work my ass off and then eat anything I want, you know? Because I'm not, I'm not over here trying to, you know, become a bodybuilder. I don't want to, I think I have a great body. I, I think I work really hard at it. And therefore, I like the finer things in life when it comes to eating and drinking. And so I'm just going to. It's all about finding, yeah, it's all, it's all about finding your own personal balance. You know, my personal balance is I like working hard so I can <clears throat> play even harder, you know? So I'm actually working towards getting my personal trainer's uh, certificate and I will take the test in August. So fingers crossed that I pass that and then I'll get my personal trainer's license. I also am super into nutrition and wellness and health. I'm not certified in anything. I haven't gone through a course. So again, like Lucas said, please don't take what we're saying as, you know, medical advice. We're just here trying to give you how it works in our experience and how it works in our lives. Yeah. I only say that because I kind of find it annoying when like, no, totally. When you have these influencers that, you know, start lifting weights and start getting into fitness and then, you know, or when you have influencers who create a nutrition ebook or like a, a 21 day meal plan yeah, that's and they all, don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, that's about. all bullshit in my opinion. I really, I think that's not smart. Um, so that's why we're only here talking about what we like to do. We're not here giving you advice on what you should do. You know, I believe the advice and all that should come from people who are certified. So the first thing I kind of figured we could talk about to kind of ease our way into it is what our current workout routines are. So maybe not like current as in like quarantine, but you know, what we were, what we've been doing for the past couple years. Can we, can we start talk by talking about like how we got into fitness? Maybe sure. I think that's sure. pretty interesting because you know, where it just all started, where sure. did it start for you? Well, I have a whole podcast episode about my journey with health and wellness, so I kind of go more and it's more based on nutrition, but I kind of go into my journey with fitness as well. Uh, I was an athlete my whole life. I played volleyball, I did cheer, I danced, I did gymnastics, I swam, I did, I did everything just growing up. My two big sports in high school were volleyball and track, and I feel like track is really what established my love for fitness. I started running in the mornings before school and running was really my only form of exercise outside of sports in high school. When I got to college, my freshman year at SCAD, my relationship with fitness kind of fell through a little bit. I wasn't sure what to do because I was so used to having a coach tell me what to do and kind of formulate my workouts. I didn't have that anymore. So I kind of just stuck to the treadmill doing like body weight circuits. I never really messed out, messed around with weight training. I noticed that after my freshman year of college, I definitely gained the freshman 15, <laughs> as everyone does. And I'm going to so, say freshman 25. Okay, but. relax. And so, not okay, not that that matters. If you guys are having fun, don't even, put, don't even worry about the scale. It'll come off, trust me. Why I say that, though, is because I think gaining that weight after being, you know, a certain weight throughout my entire life, really, it made me fall back in love with fitness or kind of just dive into figuring out what works for me. So throughout the rest of college, I really just kept on running. I love running. That's like my favorite form of exercise. And then I would walk and then all, all outdoor activities I love too. So like hiking and skiing and things like that. But then I really got into more weight training. So I would go in the weight room and I would lift, I would squat, I would do things like that. And then my love for fitness really transformed when I found Orange Theory. Mm -hmm. And I got super into Orange Theory, did the transformation challenge, loved what it did for my body, but not only what it did for my body, what it did for my mind. I felt just mentally and physically strong. I felt like I had my, not had my body back in a physical way, but just I, I felt better in my body than I had in so long. So yeah, right now, obviously I'm pregnant. I don't have any fitness goals that I'm really working towards. But fitness for me has always been way more about the mental aspect than the physical aspect. And I know everyone says this and it's so annoying, but truly I work out because it makes me feel good mentally. And I have some of my best business ideas, creative ideas, writing ideas when I'm walking or running or even just in the, in the weight room. So that's been kind of my fitness journey. Lucas, do you want to tell yeah. your fitness journey? My fitness journey started with me being fat as a kid. <laughs> insecurities 
Uh, no, I was a super fat kid growing up. Um, shout out to everyone that went to elementary school with me. They're like, yeah, you definitely were, buddy. <laughs> um, but then like I started, you know, middle school came around and obviously I was going through puberty and being a man or being a boy, you want to be big and strong. Like that's the goal, you know, you want to be because you're trying to get girls and, you know, girls are attracted to the big muscle guys. So obviously being a little boy, that's all you want to, you know, become. But then, um, my, I remember my dad used to work out with this guy named Jack. I think about sixth grade is when I first started going to the gym with my dad and just kind of watching him work out with Jack while I just, you know, would walk around. It was a really local gym. So everyone kind of knew everyone. Um, and then, seventh grade hit and that's when I actually started playing football because it's kind of funny I'm first generation American so uh, my background of sports is pretty interesting because I didn't really get the influence of uh, the American sports you know I grew up with my parents like watching rugby and like my grandpa was the New England was a big New England Patriots fan because when he came to the U.S. Tom Brady obviously was the GOAT still is Um, and that's kind of who I you know ended up enjoying as well because I was this new kid you know my family's not really from Florida we're from another country so I kind of with the influence of friends and that kind of stuff I kind of found my way through sports started off with basketball obviously no started with soccer basketball swam and then I met um, some of my best friends in middle school and they all played football and that's kind of what I got into seventh grade Um, and then started working out with Jack when I was a little seventh grader and That was such an incredible experience for me, Uh, just reaching goals and getting strong and going through puberty, losing weight. That was huge. And then freshman year of high school is kind of when it really started for me, my love for fitness, because I think naturally um, I'm I'm naturally I was naturally a strong kid. I was naturally because I was big boned, you know, I was a bigger kid. yeah, as a freshman, I was six foot one, two hundred and twenty-five pounds. You know, so I was a big kid. Just a big boy. <laughs> yeah, I was lifting. You know, I was impressing my coaches lifting these weights, and I was like watching them get impressed by me, and I was like, "Holy shit, I can actually do this! Like, I'm strong." And then that started with me, you know, working more towards my football, and then you know, diving into wanting to go play college football, which then made me train even harder and. Um, it's like you said, what a therapeutic thing to do. My fitness history is literally blood, sweat, and tears. I remember even as a young kid or in high school, I used to have, I would go work out by myself in the weight room and and in the high school weight room and blare the music and just have moments where I would sit on a bench and just cry. You know, I'd cry about what's going on in my life at the time or Um, I would cry happy tears. I'd cry sad tears. The gym was always just a safe place for me to let go of all my feelings and just work super hard and feel a good pain that, you know, would make me feel better. I think it's a, it's a really awesome way to channel all of your energy. Absolutely. I think when you've been doing fitness or any kind of sport for so long, I think you start to realize that there's a huge connection between your mental and your emotional state and your physical state. And I think when you start to tap into your emotions and your and your mental issues when you're moving your body, I mm-hmm. think you'll start to realize that like you, there's a lot of clarity. For sure. It brings and a lot of clarity. Yeah, working out in fitness, it's about setting goals for yourself as well. You know, one week you're lifting one weight, you're, you can run a mile. And then the next week, you know, you're lifting five pounds more. And then instead of running a mile, you run a mile and a half. And just those little tiny milestones are so important for for your own self growth. And it's like the gym time and the and the weight time. It's like it's finally your own time to not rely on other people for self growth. Like you are a badass in your own self, and you prove to your own self that you can do whatever you want if you set these goals. And these small milestones in the gym, at least for me, were huge. Like. I would have a shitty day and then I'd go to the gym and PR or I'd go to the gym and have a great workout and I would just feel so much better or, you know, there's nothing better than hitting that max that you wanted to hit or there's, I mean, it's just such a powerful feeling that I just, that's why if you don't work out or if you've thought about starting, it's never, ever too late 
it is never too late. You always have to start somewhere. And I think what's really cool about fitness too is you don't even have to be working towards a goal as long as you're consistent. And if, say you've been running for three days a week, a month later, you're gonna look back and say, oh, I can run three miles in a faster amount of time than I did when I first started. And it's, so it's kind of cool just to be able to see progress even when you're not tracking it really. Yeah. So since we both talked about how our backgrounds in fitness kind of got started through sports, I wanted to touch on something that I think a lot of people struggle with, which is what I struggled with when I went to college is how to continue your love for fitness or how you go about transitioning into fitness from a sports background. So, you know, when you play sports, you have coaches, you have teammates. How, what would you say to people who are trans in that kind of transitional period where they aren't having those coaches tell them what to do anymore? They aren't having those teammates push them and motivate them. What has that been like in your experience? And what would you say to people and give them tips for like how <clears throat> to go about that? Well, I guess for me, I mean, pay attention, I guess. I mean, pay attention when you have all those years of coaching. I, I assume that after you're done getting coached, you kind of have, you have a good layout of the land. You know, when you enter a gym, you know that, <clears throat> you know, through my experience of getting coached, I've always taken everything that I've been coached. And I luckily I was able to incorporate it into my own workouts when I'm working out by myself. But it's kind of funny. I still find myself doing the things that I was taught in seventh grade by my first trainer ever. You know, I still do a lot of the stuff that he taught me. Um, but I think growing, growing up and maturing, especially playing years of college football, I, I've been exposed to some incredible workout routines. I've been, I've met incredible strength and conditioning coaches that have totally changed my life. And I implement a lot of the things that they taught me uh, through my workouts to this day. So whenever you have a coach and, you know, while you're getting coached, they might not coach you forever, but definitely be a sponge and remember and write down or take notes about all the workouts that, he, uh, that they give you because you'll be using those for the rest of your life. And don't be afraid to ask them to write the workout for you or to even video how the exercises should look like because it's really important, especially if you're in that transitional period from having a coach that's you know free in high school to being in a gym by yourself in college. You know, keep those connections, keep those relationships because you can always text them, you can always call them, say, hey, what what does this look like? What should I be doing in the gym? Like, I still talk to my track coach Darnell Harrison, shout out, and he gives me a lot of exercises he gives me a lot of workouts whether that's you know a workout written on a whiteboard that he takes a picture of or a video of an exercise that he can he can show me i think you're supposed to say shout out first like shout out then the name whatever i make my own rules i'm just, I'm just, just with you. The, um, the oh yeah and luckily in today's day and age you have like social media you have your f fitness and workout influencers that honestly have great content on instagram you know what about confidence though because i think that's a big thing for at least a lot of women that I know is it's really intimidating to step foot in a new gym with new people when you're used to having a big team around you that you know that you're comfortable with and and you can work out with I think I think some something for a lot of people is having a workout buddy or workout partner and yeah. I, I personally don't have workout buddies or partners I have some girls that will work out with with me whenever they get the chance to but you know when you're in college you have different schedules and I don't think that should be a reason to avoid going to the gym is because yeah. you don't have somebody to go with you. So I think, you know, confidence is a big thing for a lot of people. And I, and I just want to talk about, well, I think, know. I think gym anxiety is a big thing. It's a huge thing, especially with someone who, you know, really hasn't worked out their whole life and they want to, they want to start the journey and they want to start it so bad but then they walk into a gym and they see all these people and they're like, no, nah, fuck that. I'm, I'm out of here. I have no idea where to start. And that's super scary because I know a lot of people that are like that, you know, that really want to they want to dive in and they want to, you know, get into lifting weights and stuff. But they literally just have no idea what to do. And then when they get into a gym and they just get super intimidated by everyone else. But they also have to realize that like everyone in that gym also started somewhere like they did, you know, it's all about and, and people think that, oh, I'm going to show up to the gym and I'm going to do legs, back, arm, I'm going to do all these. No, it's, it's really about picking 
one or two muscle groups, finding three or four workouts online or just doing a little bit of research and just tapping at it slowly. You know, you got to start somewhere, right? Um, And for those of you that really do suffer from that gym anxiety where when you walk into a packed gym, you just feel overwhelmed and you feel like you don't know what to do. You got to, you got to one, remember that those people are there to work out by themselves. They really don't give a shit about what you're doing. Um, and also they started somewhere too. Here's my thing. And I love that you said it is truly no one gives a fuck about what you're doing in the gym. I have experienced gym anxiety. I've gone through it a little bit just at a new school. It really hasn't crippled me that much, but I think everyone experiences, experiences it, especially when they're going to a new place. And one thing that really kind of crippled me from going is I would always be like, oh my gosh, what if I'm doing something wrong and someone's looking at me and they're and they're making fun of me or whatever. And truly, I don't think I've ever really had a, a full-blown conversation in the gym ever. I mean, you're different, you your school small, whatever, but like my I've rarely seen people I know. I, I went to a huge school, rarely saw people I know, and even the people that I know, they're doing their own shit. Like no one cares about what you're doing. So what I would say is if you're one of those people who really just thinks that people are looking at you all the time and you don't like that, you don't like going when there's a ton of people, go at the right time. There's there's times where it's really packed and not really packed and I'm sure you can just kind of figure that out by going a few times, but for example, for me, the gym was wide open, empty from like probably 7 a.m. to 9.30. Then when you get 10, it starts to get a little packed. 11 to noon, no chance. Don't go. 11 to 1, don't even go. That also goes for like 6 p.m. to like 8.30, p.m. Don't, don't even go to the gym. Well, from so for us, it was like don't go to the gym between 4 and 6. If you went at like 7 or, or 7.30 to 9, you were fine. But it was just kind of those off hours. And also... Pay attention if you're in college, pay attention to the typical class times and the and the typical class times of your friends because if you know that a lot of your friends have morning classes, they'll probably be at the gym in the in the afternoon. So go in the morning when they're in class. So it's just about kind of figuring out the times. And also too, my other tip is play around with the gym and be patient with yourself. You know, if you're just starting, you're not gonna know anything. And that's okay. And people realize that. And so Go to the gym and don't feel weird if you're getting on a machine and you're trying to figure it out and you're looking around. Like, Be patient with yourself and allow yourself time to learn everything because you really have to learn. So just, yeah, take it easy on yourself and don't be afraid to explore. Like, Take time. You should explore. Yeah, it's as simple as you got to start somewhere, you know. Okay, what would you say is your favorite workout routine or like your favorite workout? Um, Definitely back squats. You know, it's the most challenging, mentally challenging, physically challenging, but it there is nothing more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Rewarding. Rewarding than a good back squat workout routine. Nothing is better than that feeling of your legs being totally squashed. Okay, so for the girls then, what, what do back squats do? What, what, what are the benefits of back squats? The benefits of back squats are just the foundation, you know... Having a good foundation with your legs and your glutes and your hips, that is so beneficial for just literally everything, for your balance. Um, yeah, foundation is what I like to emphasize, and, uh, and posture is what I like to emphasize too when I'm in the gym. I love working on my foundation when that comes to legs, um, hips, when I'm not doing stuff like that. I think posture is really important too, keeping that back straight, that head up. That's why I I say that it's really important to give yourself time and be patient with yourself when you're in the gym because technique is so important and I think a lot of people skimp on that because they just want to get in, get out, or they just want to get their their reps done with or whatever. But no, posture and form and technique is so important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, arm day is one of my favorites because it's more of an easier day and you just, you know, it's like that beach. They call it the beach bod workout, you know, Um, but definitely a nice day where I've got some solid back squatting to do is a day that I know is going to be one, super painful. And two, not a lot of people like doing it, especially if they're not forced to, you know, a lot of these 
ex-college athletes or a lot of these ex-athletes, they stop back squatting because they don't, they don't need to do it anymore because they're not getting told by their strength and conditioning coach to do it because it's not fun, you know? And also the thing about lifting weights is that you, there's no shying around the fact that that shit is not easy. It's not fun when you're burning up, your muscles are burning from that um, lactic acid and it's just not fun. But that's also the beauty of it. You know, that pain is the beauty because you know that pain is shredding your muscles, but those muscles are going to recuperate and become bigger and stronger. And um, yeah, the back, the back squat workout for me is when I really dig deep and I look at myself and I either say, you know, Lucas, you either want to get better today or you don't want to get better. And it's as simple as that. I think my favorite workout would definitely have to be hit. So I love Orange Theory, and I I know it's so annoying. I always say Orange Theory is like my favorite thing ever. I am a huge Orange Theory fan too. I love Orange Theory. I mean, it's also great because I burn like 1,300 calories every time. But for those of you, the reason I say it, I know it's kind of annoying because I know a lot of people can't, you know, have an Orange Theory membership. Yeah, it's that expensive. shit ain't cheap. It's expensive. So I think when I say that I love Orange Theory, it's because I love the workouts that are circuit-based, they're fast-paced, and they're going to keep your heart heart rate up the whole time. However, you're not just doing the same thing every single day or you're not doing the same thing for the whole 60 minutes of the class. I love a cycling class, but I cannot do one that's longer than an hour. Yeah, I love a cycling class too. And, you know, if you're someone who has never been to a cycling class or if you're someone who's never been to an organized kind of workout class, either HIIT training or Tabata style training, Normally, a lot of these places, they have um, like a free trial, like the first time is free. So go take advantage of that. Like I know Cycle Bar does that. I don't know if Orange Theory does that, but these cycle classes are, they're fun. They're a hell of a, they're a hell of a good time. You get a hell of a great workout. Um, and I, I would recommend, you know, researching into that. Orange Theory does a free first class, but yeah. And if you're intimidated, don't be. They literally love when new people you know, come to the studio. It's like, you know, that's, that's their whole thing. They want to get as many new people as they can. However, what I was saying is about the, my favorite workouts. I love when something is, you know, fast paced and gives that cardio aspect, but also incorporates strength because I think it's really important when, especially for women to have a really well-rounded kind of workout, especially if you're doing it, you know, three times a week. So if you guys don't have an Orange Theory membership, I would say definitely try the first class free and see if it's something that's worth it for you. I really like the fact that I can, you know, I know that when I go to an Orange Theory class, I'm in at 12 and I'm done by one. So if you're on a tight schedule, it's something to really look into. However, if not, you know, get creative. Like Lucas was saying earlier, you know, there's a lot of good information on YouTube, on Instagram. I mean, make sure you're really looking at who these people are so that you know that they're they're knowledgeable. But yeah, you can get really creative. And I think it's really important to figure out, you know, try things, try a bunch of different things because you, it's really important to figure out what you like in a workout because that's the only way you're going to sustain your fitness routine. So I want to get into how fitness functions in our relationship. Do we work out together? How often do we do it? What do we do? That kind of stuff. I think uh, fitness is a big foundation of our relationship. I think that both of us are attracted to other people who work out, for sure. Um, We were both athletes in high school. I think that really complemented the way we like to live our lives. So we, um, you and I immediately clicked um, through that aspect of our relationship. Um, but when it comes to working out, um, <clears throat> between the two of us, I wouldn't say we work out together all the time. Um, like we like going on walks together and stuff like that. Um, and every now and then we'll go to the field and do some kettlebell workouts. I would say, cause I was going to ask, do you like working out with me? Oh, do I like working out with yeah. you? Yeah. I enjoy working out with you. Uh, when I when I go to the gym though and I want to go lift weights and I want to like really dive in, I don't like working out with yeah. anybody. Well, I like working out with someone who right. is a little stronger than right. I am or has the same work ethic as me. Any of my workout buddies that I've had throughout my life, there's nothing better than having a workout buddy that motivates you, that is as strong if not stronger than you are. It is an absolutely beautiful thing to be a part of. That um, that camaraderie and that motivation that you can just kind of motivate each other each lift. Uh, nothing 
oh, man, nothing's more bonding as well than, you know, being in the gym with that. Okay, but I'm not talking about your workout buddies. I'm talking about me. <laughs> I love working out with okay. you. Absolutely. I love watching you work hard. I love watching you. Well, this you. is what I was going to say, though, is I don't love working out with you. What I love is I love being active with you. So like you were saying, I love taking walks with you. Okay, I then, yeah, I don't hard. like working yeah. out with See, you. See, that's what I was going to no. say. When I work out at the yeah. gym, I want you away from me. Right, right. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And that's, guys, like, that's totally normal. Like, Lucas and I love being active, and I think that's what he was saying about our foundation. And the fact that... You know, we, we love fitness too, but what I love is that we love being active together, but I also love, love that he has the independence to go work out on his own. Yeah, but I only gained that independence through the, through the many years of working out and learning and, you know, through the sports and the trainers that I've had. But yeah, when, I'm, when I go and I know that I'm, I'm going to the gym to work out, I would much rather, yeah, be by myself, listen to music by myself, just kind of get in that zone, you know? Yeah, because I feel like unless you're a couple who, you know, doesn't see each other all the time, you guys have different jobs and you really don't spend a lot of time together, then maybe the gym is like your thing. However, I look at the gym as like it's my time to, you know, work on my goals, work on my body because Lucas and I, when we go to the gym, we're not going to do the same workout like we have before. But I don't necessarily love the the workouts that he does in the gym. And I don't have to. And that's the thing. It's like, I think it's really important to have fitness be a part of your relationship because I personally don't think that I could date anybody that didn't have a fitness relationship just in terms of their yeah. individual self. I couldn't either, to be honest with you. You know, the reason why I was so attracted to you is because one, your body entails that you work out and two you you know you enjoy being fit you like working out by yourself and and to piggyback on um that whole thing where when you go into the gym it's kind of like your own time if you're in the gym and you have your phone in your hand and you're worried about social media or whatever you're not doing it right you know you should be in the gym to focus to strictly have time for you and your own mind and just you by yourself there should be no phone. There should be no distractions. If there are distractions and you're not getting the workout that you should be getting, you know, you sh- the gym should be the time where you exclude yourself from the entire world and what's going on in the world. And it should be your time to grind and to sweat and to just get better, you know. Listen, I'm not trying to squat 275 pounds. Lucas is. So that's what I'm saying. Uh, more like 475 pounds. Okay, whatever. What I'm saying is, is I love that you know, Lucas has a relationship with fitness, but I don't necessarily want to have that same relationship that he does because I think fitness is a very personal thing. I think that it's great if you are in a relationship that fitness is you guys' biggest, you know, thing that you guys bond over, whatever, and you guys like the same things, that's fine. But like I was saying is I think there's a difference between loving to be active with somebody and then loving to work out with somebody. So Lucas and I, you know, we do a lot of our own workouts separately. And also, you, I mean, you really don't enjoy, like, the lifting weights aspect of the gym. No, when I do. You work I just, out, don't, like, I just you, don't like when you, you tell me what to do and you yell at me the whole time. I don't yell at you, but I know what the fuck I'm talking about. But when you don't listen to me, trainer. I'm not a personal trainer, but I've been lifting weights for the past 15 years of my life. I know that, but that's, that's not what I'm trying and to do. And look at me. I'm a fucking... <laughs> specimen of course i know okay, exactly what you need what, no you don't know exactly what i need because the thing is, is when i go to the gym and i do weights i like to work out with a girl like you said that's either lifting on my same level or is a little bit better than me or i like to work out in the in the weight room by myself because i don't if i'm working out in the weight room i need music i need pump up music if we're in the weight room together you and i we're not listening to music we're talking yeah. So I don't the maybe the reason that I don't like working out in the weight room with you is because it's not really an environment that I like. You know, I need the loud music. I need to get in the zone. I need to not talk to anybody. I need to pump myself up. Mm-hmm. What would you say to someone who's in a relationship where their partner doesn't necessarily have a relationship with fitness, doesn't like it, doesn't work out? What would you say to them if they really love fitness but their partner doesn't? Well, I mean, I think it at first, the first thing I would ask them is, okay, you like fitness, your partner doesn't. Do you wish, do you want your partner to like fitness? Do you wish they liked fitness? And if that answer is yes, 
if you really do want a partner that is motivated just as much as you are to get in the gym and that likes fitness as much as you do, but you have a partner that really is a couch potato or would rather not work, you know, would rather not go to the gym and work out, then <laughs> you need to think about what is you, right is this the right me? person for me, you know? Or if you enjoy working out and you don't mind your girlfriend or boyfriend, you know, if they work a lot and, you know, they don't find themselves in the gym, if you're okay with that, that's totally fine. You know, not everyone has to go to the gym. It's not, you know, if you don't go to the gym, you're not some person that it's whatever it's, I think it's personal preference, but yeah, my question to you is if your spouse or if your girlfriend or boyfriend doesn't work out and if you want them to, and if that really affects you, then you got one life to live. You want to be with someone who you respect and you want to be with someone who you admire. And if that's someone who works out just as hard as you do, or if that's someone who goes to the gym as well, then find someone like that simply. So it's about figuring out whether fitness is a deal breaker, them not being into fitness is a deal breaker, or it's something that you can work around because I don't necessarily think it's a deal breaker Unless, you know, you're listening to me and you're thinking, well, it is a deal breaker to me. <laughs> it's all personal preference. Personal preference. But I think despite fitness, we could be literally talking about anything. I think what it's what's important in a relationship is to have a partner that's open-minded to the things that you like and trying the things that you like. So if fitness is something that you're really into, but it's not their thing... I think they should definitely be open to trying it with you. So maybe going to the gym with you once, maybe going on a walk with you once, maybe playing a sport with you, going to a cycling class, going for a run. Just the fact that they are open to it Mm -hmm. is really important. Yeah, and to piggyback on that, I think it's important as well. Like, Let's say you're someone who is a fitness freak, right? You're going to the gym every day. You have these incredible workouts where you're a badass, right? And your boyfriend or girlfriend isn't necessarily that person, but is willing to try it, please don't throw them into your workout or please don't throw them into a, you know, rigorous, hard thing that they're not going to enjoy. You know, start it off by doing something easy with them. Start it off by going on a three mile, you know, walk in the sun or start them off light. Don't just throw them into the fire. Well, yeah, you don't want them to hate it right away the goal is for them to like it the goal is for them to like it so keep that in mind yeah if you want them to start working out introduce it to them in a very gradual easy way you know like i said earlier your your boyfriend or girlfriend they might suffer from gym anxiety because they never really you know started working out so maybe going to a gym gives them anxiety because they have no idea what to do that's when you step up and you say, listen, babe, I got you. We're going to start small, but we all start from the same place. And I think you should also keep that in mind. I think if you're in the situation where you're in a new relationship and you guys are feeling each other out and then it's starting to settle into your routines and you're noticing that your partner isn't into health or isn't into fitness, but you really are, I think what my tip would be is to give it time, give it a little bit of time and be patient because I think whatever relationship with whatever relationship you're in, you guys will start to kind of be into what the other person likes, you know, not saying you're going to change the person, but being with Lucas, it's like, I like new foods because he likes these foods or he watches certain movies because I like these certain movies. So I think you start to kind of adopt the hobbies that your significant other really enjoys. So I think maybe sometimes fitness for some people who aren't really into it at first could develop in a relationship. I know one of my best friends who is dating a guy who really likes to work out and she never worked out in the first, you know, maybe year of their relationship. But just after dating him for so long, she kind of picked it up. She kind of got into her own thing. She loves her yoga. She loves, you know, whatever. It's a different kind of workout, but she started to kind of, you know, implement that into her life because she saw him doing it. So I think, you know, being in a relationship is a lot of observing and absorbing and kind of seeing how you want that to fit into your life. So I think if your partner is not into it right away, maybe understand that they're, they're watching what you're doing. They're absorbing it and they're, they, maybe they'll, they'll pick it up in a month or two. Just, I wouldn't completely worry if they're not on board right away. What would you say to somebody who is in a relationship 
and they're trying to reach their fitness goals because I think that's hard sometimes. You know, when you're dating somebody and even if, I think it's harder in the new stages, but I think it also can be hard if you've been dating for somebody for a while and then you start new goals and you have this new thing that you want to reach within fitness, within your body, within your health. And I think it could be really hard if that person isn't wanting those same things for themselves. So, you know, if your partner loves going on dates with you or getting ice cream with you at night, like what if this person's like, I'm really on a strict you know, I don't, I don't condone like super strict diets, but I mean, if you have certain fitness goals, you got to sacrifice a little bit. So I think, you know, that could be difficult for some people. What would you say? Yeah, I think I'm going to go back to my point on when we talked about relationships on the first podcast that I was um, a part of, you got to be with someone who supports your self growth. You know, if you're in a situation where you've been in a relationship for a while with that one person and you know, you, you have a new goal, you want to try something new, you want to maybe, you know, go vegetarian out of nowhere, or maybe you do want to start working out and set these goals. Naturally, I think if that other person disagrees, um, or isn't really supportive of that, I'm sure you guys have come to a point where your relationship is pretty comfortable, you know, and maybe the change scares them. Um, but most of the time, if you're changing, or if you have a goal, I'm assuming that that's that goal or that change is to make you a better person, a more confident person. And if your person or if your boyfriend, girlfriend doesn't support that, then I think there needs to be a big conversation of where you want that relationship to go. But I think it's important to have those conversations because I think sometimes some people just expect their partner to be right on board with everything. And sometimes it's not, you know, if, if I told Lucas, I wanted to go vegan, which I, I have done in the past. And he's like, uh, he loves meat. You know, if I was just like, okay, I'm going to be vegan. And I expect that he's on board with it. 100%. Like I can't expect that he's not going to have his opinions that he's going to, you know, all of a sudden start cooking vegan for the both of us. It's like, you have to understand that your partner might not be on the same page. So I think it's important to have those conversations about, hey, look, this is my goal right now. And I, you know, I would really love for you to support me in it. And that means if you're with somebody who wants to do something that you're not necessarily on the same page with, don't make negative comments about it. You know, don't tear them down for it. Because I think it's it's hard to realize that you're doing it, but try not to make those little remarks because you're not totally okay with it like have the conversation with them don't be don't be immature about it yeah i agree so what are ways that some people can hold each other accountable for their fitness goals for example we did the we did this cleanse last summer for 21 days where it was a smoothie in the morning a clean whole foods lunch during the day and then another another smoothie at night for dinner and it was pretty easy for us because we were both on board. We both wanted to do it. And I remember asking Lucas like five million times, like, okay, are you sure you want to do this with me? Are you sure we can do this? Because I was so on board, but I really needed him to be on board with it and not get three days into <clears throat> it and be like, okay, I'm over this. I think when it comes to fitness and health, there's only one person in the world that can hold you accountable. And that is yourself. If you... So you don't think it's important to have a partner that holds you accountable? I think it is. Yeah, of course it's a, important to, for a partner to hold you accountable, but accountable in other life situations, accountable in morals, accountable of how to treat the or accountable, you know what I mean? But when it comes to fitness and when it comes to working out, if you can't hold yourself accountable, then that's where it needs to, that's where the problem starts. You know, you got to figure that out on your own. But I mean, I don't hold you accountable though. You know what I mean? Like, if fitness wise, how do I hold you accountable? I don't have to hold you accountable. You don't have to hold me accountable, really. You know, if we're talking about maybe a diet like you just brought up, yeah, maybe holding each other accountable by, you know, bringing up the end goal or holding each other accountable, or, you know, if you're in a relationship, you know. I'm saying if there's a certain fitness goal that you want to reach, and maybe that means that you need to sacrifice a little bit of your social life or you need to sacrifice a little bit of like your lifestyle. Not saying that you should, I'm just saying there are certain fitness goals that people want to reach that it comes with sacrifice and that's okay if you're totally mentally okay with that. But what I'm saying is, is I think how do you talk to the, to the boyfriend or the girlfriend who's not on that same wavelength and they're like, well, I still want to go out and drink beer with you for happy hour on Friday. But you're like, that's not going to work with my fitness goal. So it's like, how do you navigate that? 
I don't know, if your boyfriend or girlfriend wants to go out and drink beer and have a good time, then say, you know, that's totally fine. Go do that with a couple of your friends. Or I think it's important that if you're in a relationship, your partner should support a fitness goal that you have. And let's say that you and your partner aren't used to working out. Like you guys, there could be a little jealousy when one decides to work out. And, you know, there could be, you know, you could have your boyfriend or girlfriend a little naturally lazy or not necessarily lazy, but just not used to the gym and they'll get a little upset when you wanted to go to the gym or that kind of, that also stems from insecurities as well. That stems from them kind of looking at themselves in the mirrors, you know, they're going to the gym. Why don't I want to go to the gym? Does that make me a lazy couch potato? Or I think some of that insecurities could come out and maybe affect the relationship a little bit because you might look at your boyfriend or girlfriend confused as to why they have such a problem with you going to the, uh, starting to go to the gym or why you have su- why they have such a problem with you finally wanting to be fit or you wanting to dive into nutrition and and working out if they normally have a problem with that it's their problem. It's it's normally their problem. It's normally their own insecurities. Like, oh, fuck, I don't want to do this, but they want to do this. Now I have to maybe start doing this. And that's lazy and that's their own problem. But out of that, you will inspire them. And I know that for a fact. So I think the two things that we're touching on right now in this situation is that you need to have communication and you need to have independence. So there needs to be communication with your goals, your partner's goals, how your goals make your partner's goals feel and vice versa. And also you need to have the independence within your relationship to let the other person do things for solely them if the other person doesn't want to join. And I think that goes for anything, whether that's fitness, whether it's a lifestyle choice, whether that's whether it's a hobby, whether it's a sport whether it's a passion i think i think you need to understand that fitness can be something that you do on your own or it can also be something that you do with your partner but you know it's different for everybody what do you think is the most important thing for a successful workout so whether that's music certain music or a certain outfit that you have to wear or a certain mindset that you have to be in like what what for you specifically makes a, su- a successful workout knowing what you're going to do before you walk into the gym like before I go into the gym, I know exactly what muscle groups I want to work. I know exactly what machines and workouts I want to do. I think it's really important before you make it to the gym so you don't get that gym anxiety. So you don't walk into the gym and say, oh, fuck, what, what am I going to work on today? I think it's important to come up with a routine throughout the week. Like for my routine, you know, Monday's chest, uh, Tuesday's back, Wednesday's legs. Thursday, like you need to have a routine. You need to have a plan. That way you're not in the gym kind of dilly dallying, fucking around. You're in the gym working on a purpose. You're in the gym. You know exactly what you need to do. Um, And if that takes a couple days of research, a couple days of, you know, asking for advice and that's fine. But what I like to do is I like to be organized and I like to know exactly what I want to do in the gym before I even get there. And that helps me have a way better workout. It helps me get my workout done faster, um, and it just keeps me on track. I think you also have to have music. You're a very big music person when you work out. Um, it kind of depends because I, when I'm doing cardio, I have to have music. But if I'm lifting heavy weights, like if I'm back squatting, especially if I'm back squatting or if I'm bench pressing, I don't listen to music anymore because Nothing? I no, I don't listen to any music. Silence. Yeah, normally actually your own huffing and puffing. Yeah, if I'm because I can speak to myself and I can hear my thoughts. Mm. If I'm on a if I'm on the bench press lifting heavy weight that's heavy for me and I know okay, during this set, you know, on my last two or three reps, it's going to fucking suck. This is not going to be fun and the music distracts me. I'm not going to be able to get in that real raw zone, you know? I like I like hearing myself huff and puff and I like talking to myself on those last two reps are the most important. And when I have music, it distracts me from that last two rep mental grind, you know? If I'm working on my arms and shit, yeah, that I listen to music the whole workout cuz that's fun, you know? But when I do those workouts that I know aren't going to be fun, that are going to be super physically challenging, but I love those workouts, um, weight-wise, 
no music. And I actually started doing that about a year, two years ago, and it's totally changed. I've gotten a lot stronger when I don't listen to music on those hard, you know, lifts, on those back squats and that the, those bench press days. For me, I think the three things that make a successful workout are timing, the time that I choose to go to the gym, because I find that I'm a person that can really work out whenever, but there are certain times of the days where I find that I get a better workout in. So I know that my best workouts are going to happen in the morning, preferably before I eat breakfast. Now, because I'm pregnant, that's changed and I kind of just work out whenever, but I think timing is huge. So if you're a person that you know when three o'clock rolls around and you haven't worked out yet, you're, it's just not going to happen, you need to make sure that you get it in in the morning. And that's that's how I have tended to be in the past. So timing has been big for me. Timing, you know, I love my morning workouts. I think it just gets my day started. It puts me in a good mindset. It allows me to not stress about having to take an hour and an hour and a half later on in the day when I'm in the groove, maybe working or doing homework to go work out. I know that I can just start on all those things and do whatever I needed to do for the rest of the day because my workout's out of the way. The next thing that's big for me is like Lucas said, having a routine, but not necessarily a planned out routine for what I'm going to do that day. I think for me, what's more important is a weekly routine. I really like being like, okay, on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm going to do the Peloton. On Tuesday, Thursday, I'm just going to do a strength workout. On Saturday, I'm going to do yoga because I think having a plan, but kind of a loose plan allows me to be flexible for the days where I'm like, oh, like I really want to work out, but I don't really want to do an hour long cycle. So I'll do a 30 minute cycle if I know that I'm going to do a Peloton, but I'll still stick to what I said. I think it gives me a little bit of wiggle room for making sure that I'm in the right mindset for what I want to do, because I think mindset's really important for me too. And then lastly, I think what I'm listening to and my Apple Watch are huge because before I had an Apple Watch, I realized that I didn't really work as hard in the gym as I really could have. Having an Apple Watch, I don't want to say it's like the end all be all and I really don't want to, you know, spread the message that you have to have an Apple Watch because I don't want people to be reliant on technology. However, it really helps me in terms of like okay, maybe I can I can see if I'm getting 10,000 steps in or not. And if that's something that I need to work on and, and maybe that'll help me achieve my goals or, okay, I, I've burned 300 calories so far. I really want to get to 400 because I think it really, you know, you can't tell those things when you don't have an Apple Watch. So I think that really helps me. And then, like I said, music. I love music. I love hip hop. I love old little Wayne. I love that. But also... I really love podcasts and this is kind of what I was saying is if you can kind of recognize that there's a link between your mental, your emotional, and your physical, you start to realize that if you can learn while you're moving your body and you're getting better and you're getting physically stronger or faster or whatever, it is huge because I come up with so many good ideas just through listening to a podcast while I'm on the treadmill or something. And sometimes music just doesn't make the time go by faster. So if you're doing cardio, I suggest listening to a podcast because you get kind of wrapped up into Yeah, what when I'm listening saying. to when I'm listening to music in the gym, it definitely puts me in a, a really awesome mindset. Especially, I mean, you know how you feel when you listen to that song that just motivates you from your freaking nose to your toes. You're ready to rock and roll, you know what I mean? Um, it's like what those, I, those videos on Jim Fuckery that you see, the people dancing. Yeah, if you don't follow Jim Fuckery on Instagram, you need to get that. Uh, it is hilarious. It cracks me up. <laughs> I found myself listening to a lot of Suicide Boys in the gym. Shout out to uh, Scrim and Ruby, Ruby the Cherry. God, you love your Suicide those, Boys. Those guys get me pumped, man. They, they make me want to run through a fucking brick wall. They I love them. They make me have an anxiety attack. They're the That's greatest. what they make me have. Shout out Suicide Boys. Okay, well, is there anything else you want to add, or do you think we pretty much covered everything? No, I mean, I'm sure I'll think of something tonight that I didn't talk about that I wanted to, but yeah. Any last tips for people who are really into fitness or really into nutrition and just have nowhere to start? Any, like, just one blanket broad, broad tip? You got to start somewhere. Just don't start. be Don't be afraid, you know, to start 
low. Don't be, you know, when you see these guys using the dumbbells that are 80, 90 pounds, don't be afraid to start at the 30, 40, 25 pounds. You know, it's everyone has been there. Don't be afraid. You got to start somewhere. I think the final tip that I have is to, you know, Nike it. Just do it. I think where I have found that my fitness lacks is when you know I snooze the alarm or I put off the workout and it's like if you schedule a 7 a.m workout and the night before you're like oh I don't really know and then that morning at like 6 45 you're like oh I could sleep more no literally don't even think about it just go get it done and I promise you you'll start to develop a routine it'll start to become a habit and it'll start to be so much easier so just like Lucas was saying just go just start just do it because I think I think you'll really just fall into a routine and habit. All right, you guys. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode. We are going to get our butts to the beach. We're itching. I think I'm going to make some food before we go, though. Yeah, I got a white claw and vodka calling my name. I have a LaCroix. A LaCroix. Key lime pie flavored, actually. It's pretty good. So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Let us know if you guys want more content. It's key lime pie flavored? Yes. Have you not been paying attention to... That was just key lime. Key lime pie, baby. That's super interesting. Yeah. Let us know if you guys want more content with Lucas. We love recording these episodes for you guys. Of course they want more content with Lucas. What do you mean, girl? And let me know in my DMs what kind of content you guys want. Let us know if you enjoyed this or if you have any other fitness questions that we can answer. Maybe we'll do like a Q&A on Instagram. Other than that, you can find Lucas at Lucas Fowler on Instagram, and you can find me at Just Mance. Any last words? No, that was fun. Love you. Love you. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you in the next episode. Bye.